Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, as we work our way through the Beatitudes that Jesus taught in His Sermon on the Mount, we're going to break from our recent pattern and deal with three entire verses instead of the one-at-a-time method we've employed for the last seven weeks. We'll take a close look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Part of the reason we're doing that is that these verses are related in that they address the cost of being a disciple of Jesus. Yes, there are tremendous blessings of being in Christ when we put our faith in Him and turn away from lives enslaved to sin to new lives of obedience to God. But when you set yourself apart from the world's pursuits and the world sees that, they don't like it. In fact, they hate it. So as Jesus proclaimed the blessings of turning from the world's ways and belonging to and following him, he was straightforward about the costs. But even the price to be paid comes with its own additional blessings. What you will know for certain as you join us each day this week is this. Though the cost is very high, the blessings are more than worth the price. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Price of Faithfulness. Paying that price now is like an investment. It's going to be returned, multiplied in heaven. Your reward in heaven is great. And then he mentions, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You look back at those guys most of them, I would say, didn't spend the majority of their days in what we would call happy mode, but they have a great reward in heaven. We don't have time to go dealing into their or dealing with their stories, but some of the most ugly, discouraging aspects of the history of the Old Testament is the the treatment of the prophets. But do you know what Stephen said? Just before he was stoned for his faith in Christ and for preaching the gospel, I stopped short of it. Acts chapter 7, verses 51 and 52. That chapter ends this way. You men who are stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit, and you are doing just as your fathers did. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. Now, why that? Why this emphasis on the prophets? Why this emphasis on the, the, the history lesson that this is connected to those who have been persecuted, and that's how it was the prophets, and this is the way it's going to be for you? I think the message stands out pretty clearly. He's saying, in other words, persecution is not new. And what comes to you, it's not unique to you. The righteous have endured it for all the generations that we know of. Now, next time, we're going to see 
what Jesus' purpose is for leaving you here on earth right now. I mean, if you stopped with this, with this beatitude, well, you'd, you'd be praying like John at the end of the book of Revelation. Even so, come Lord Jesus. I mean, get me out of here. I've, I, I've had enough of this. But God has a purpose for you being here, and we're going to come to that next time we return to Matthew next week, Lord willing. Now, don't take this passage as an exhortation to begin to pray for persecution. That's not the point. Uh, I think if you go looking for trouble, you can probably find it, all right? Uh, That's not our goal. But it is legitimate, and here's where we should land, I think, by the time we finish the Beatitudes. It's legitimate to ask yourself if your life is making enough difference that the way you live evokes a reaction from people who hate Jesus. If your life is so comfortable that you are unschooled in persecution, I think you should wonder why. I think this is here for that purpose, among other things. Maybe you have insulated yourself from the people who need you most. There are some people who lived lives so separated from everybody else that they didn't notice the shutdown four months ago. Uh, just We shouldn't live like that. One of the worst things American evangelical Christianity and fundamentalism has done is that it's defined spiritual maturity in such a way that you say when somebody becomes really mature in Christ, they really aren't involved with anybody in the world. And that's not right. We should be deeply, intimately involved with each other so that we are all the more equipped to take the gospel into the world, where, by the way, there's a lot of hostility against Jesus. But there are also souls that Christ died for who need a Savior. Maybe the reason you aren't getting any flack is that you just don't have the resolve to live the life that Jesus designs for you. If it's just putting a facade on in front of Christians on Sunday mornings, maybe you're not really getting it. Spiritual chameleons don't make very many waves. Next passage, we're going to see something different than just getting along. Stay tuned for more. But in the meantime, examine your life alongside these Beatitudes, and if you see something that needs work done, Today is the very best day to begin talking to God about it and asking Him, by His grace, to make some changes. Now, what have we seen? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Do you recognize that you have nothing in yourself to help your spiritual condition? That alienated from God, you have no way to get back into relationship with Him. Only His righteousness credited to your account can accomplish it. Do do you come to God with truly empty hands? Lord, I, I, I have no hope. Help. Help. Blessed are those who mourn. 
Do you mourn over your sin because you see it as God sees it? So you hate it and you want to turn from it? Blessed are the meek. Do you have that character quality that is wrought by the Spirit of God working in the heart of someone who comes to Christ by faith so that you love what God loves and you hate what He hates? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do you have and are you constantly cultivating more and more of the appetite for the things of God? Blessed are the merciful. Those who receive the mercy of God, those who receive the forgiveness of God, can't help but become merciful and forgiving. Are you an instrument of God's mercy to people around you? If somebody looked at you, would they be tempted to use the phrase, pure in heart? Is there evidence that God is at work transforming your life from the inside out, from the heart out? so that you really do want the things that honor Him? Blessed are the peacemakers. Are you one of His redeemed people who, having been justified by grace, grace, you now have peace with God, so you become a peacemaker? And let's be honest, are you being persecuted? Can people recognize enough of the essence of Jesus Christ in you to hate you if they hate Him? Is it obvious that you represent Him in a world system that hates Him? In other words, we need to be willing to pay the price for faithfulness. Christ paid the price for our sins. He invites us all, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest Rest for your souls. If you're resting in Christ, if you're standing in Him, if you're complete in Him, justified by faith, standing in His grace, oh, it's, it's going to show. But there will be a price to pay. Let's pray. Father, how we thank You for Your great goodness to us in Christ. Father, we could, uh, we could never... Love what you love and hate what you hate apart from you being at work in us. We would never have that hungering and thirsting for righteousness if it were not that you have made us righteous in Christ. We could never be peacemakers if we were not at peace with you. Thank you for those and all the other blessings stated and hinted at in these beatitudes. We pray as we always do. Have your way with us. Whatever is needing to be dealt with, bring it to our minds, bring it to our attention. Bring alongside brothers and sisters in Christ who can encourage and exhort and help and strengthen. May just us being together have your intended effect of provoking one another to love and good deeds. Have your way with us, we pray. If anyone is not at peace with you, not standing in your grace, not yet forgiven of sin, please, today, put it in his or her heart to turn to you and to call out for your grace and for your mercy and come to the Son in whose name we pray. Amen.
Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.